Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. Welcome to the show. It's episode 57, currently recording this on June 14th, 2020, at around 2.39 p.m., not too long after episode 56. Uh, what can I say? I have a lot of things I want to talk about, and I get into a mood to record a lot of these, so... Yeah, it's just sort of one of those days. Um, And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about five common Twitch practices that can potentially hurt your channel. And I'm sure you have some questions. Uh, The primary one being, Aiden, why are you you talking about this sort of stuff? And uh, from the outside looking in, I can totally understand that perspective. I'm mainly known online as a YouTuber. I make videos. I don't really stream a ton. I mean, I have a Twitch, and I've put more effort into it over the past year or so, but when you're trying to talk about creators, like, they usually put you in one camp. Like, this guy's a YouTuber. This guy's a streamer. This guy writes articles. This guy's a podcaster. Uh, We're put into all these different categories and groups. I've always sort of prided myself on, on, on doing all these sort of things and trying to learn about all of this as much as I possibly can. And it was around late 2018, early 2019, when I took the plunge into trying to figure out live streaming. Now I'd already kind of had like a basic idea of how to do it. I've been streaming on Blue Catch Productions since the beginning. We're talking like 2016. I've been streaming live and a lot of those streams are still available if you go look on my channel. Uh, So I knew how it worked, but I never really like took the time to educate myself and to try to improve. Live streaming was just sort of a fun thing that I did, and I didn't really care to know a whole lot of knowledge about it. But around late 2018, early 2019 was when I really like got headfirst into trying to know as much as humanly possible about not only the technical aspect, uh, graphics, layouts, bots, music, all that sort of stuff, but also um, the, the mindset stuff, the practices stuff, like what I could be doing as an entertainer, as a performer, to keep people on longer. Uh, that's why if you follow my Twitch, twitch.tv slash bluecatchproductions, you'll see that my stream has improved so drastically since those early 2016 days, and a lot of what uh, prompted that was learning about all these things. And so uh, that's sort of the reason why we're doing this list today, is because I know a lot of people who either don't know a whole lot about streaming because they're focused on the YouTube side of things, or want to get into streaming uh, but don't really know what they're doing. And so that's what this list is going to help do. Um, another disclaimer that I should that briefly should state before we get into this. This list uh, was not made by me. This is not my idea. Uh, I actually found this list from a fellow YouTuber that I watch, Alpha Gaming. Uh, he and a good friend of his, Devin Nash, another YouTuber that I really like, sort of went over these five points in a live stream and in a video. And so if you want more info on where these came from and ideas about this sort of stuff, go check out those two. What I'm really going to be doing is just giving my opinions on these five things. I did not create the list. I'm not responsible for this list. Uh, but I find it super fascinating, and I, and I want to talk about them. So uh, links in the description to the Alpha Gaming YouTube channel and the video in question. And uh, yeah. With all the disclaimers, stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and hop into the list. Five common Twitch practices that could potentially hurt your channel and my opinions on them. Number one is the starting soon screen. And so the basis for this claim is as follows. 
a lot of Twitch streamers use starting soon screens to give people time to show up to the stream and uh, to get ready and to sort of build that following so that when you're actually ready, there will be people there and you don't have to wait. Now, the reason why it might be harmful is the argument goes that if you have a starting soon screen and new people jump into your chat or jump into your stream, people aren't going to stick and wait around for the entire starting soon screen, so they go somewhere else. They either head to another streamer or they leave Twitch entirely and go to more easily accessible content, uh, tweets, YouTube videos, etc. So those are both sides of the argument. Uh, and Devin and, and Alpha in the video sort of disagreed on um, really which side they fell on. I guess for me personally, I don't necessarily agree with this one. I kind of side on on the on the on the cautionary bit because I do believe that that starting soon screens have a purpose. I didn't used to do them early on. Um, back in 2016 or whatever, I just started the stream immediately and people hopped in and, and we just talked and that was sort of fun and we didn't have to really get into it all that much. But uh, starting soon screens for me have provided a huge opportunity to not only get ready uh, to start at a reasonable time. Uh, because setting up for a live stream takes a lot of time and having a starting soon screen where people can just kind of chat and vibe while you do all that boring stuff is super helpful, I think. And uh, it allows me for when I'm actually ready to show up on stream and, and talk, there are people there, uh, guaranteed. And of course, I try to keep it relatively short. My starting soon screen doesn't go over five minutes in length. There's even a clip time segment in there where halfway through the starting soon screen, a little clip from my channel plays. So it gives more content and you're not just staring at a blank screen. Uh, I also have music and a cute little animation that plays with the waves and the text moving. Uh, so I try to make it engaging at least. There definitely are streamers who starting soon screens are like 10 minutes to 30 minutes long and all it is it is a blank screen and you really don't get any terms of engagement at all and, and those suck. I will absolutely leave from uh, a stream if their starting soon screen goes on for far too long. Uh, but I think there is a right way to do them and I think having it be five minutes, having them be engaging to look at and maybe introducing something like a clip time or a viewer interaction element to it uh, is helpful, I think. So yeah, I, I like starting soon screens. I think they're helpful. Uh, while some people may leave, I think the benefits outweigh the negatives and uh, I like them a lot. So I'm going I'm to disagree with saying that starting soon screens hurt your Twitch channel. The same is also true for Be Right Back and Stream Ending screens as well. But uh, starting soon definitely plays a bigger impact because that's what people first see of your channel. So it, it kind of matters a little bit more than the other two. All right, practice number two, super common things that could potentially hurt your Twitch channel. Number two on the list is going live tweets. And this one, I absolutely stand behind. I hate these things. I always have. Uh, and I don't really get the argument for why people use them. Um, I used to do these, I guess. I should mention first off, like, in the early days uh, when I really didn't know how Twitter worked as a platform and all I really did was streamed on YouTube. I didn't really care about my Twitter, so I just posted these going live tweets to drive traffic over to that. But over time... As I ended up like learning about live streaming and, and learning about like how social media works and how social media sites tend to keep you on their platform, sending out going live tweets really do hurt your engagement. Um, 
engagement, basically, for those who don't know, in a social media sense, is when you post something, what are the reactions to it? Do you get hearts? Do you get retweets? Do you get comments? The more engagement you have, the better standing you have algorithmically in any potential social media. So your video is more likely to get recommended to people if it got likes, dislikes, or comments, basically. Uh, the worst thing you can do on any social media is being an account posting something and having it get no traction one way or another, do that enough times the these social medias are going to stop recommending your stuff. And this is why I don't like going live tweets is because if you do this uh, over and over and over and over and over again, and none of them get any engagement on Twitter itself, you are basically ruining your Twitter account just so you can get a little bit of potential viewership on Twitch um, for me, I don't really even need it because I have Discord anyway, and Discord is, is such a nice way to build a community. A lot of the people that I know and care about are on there, so it makes a lot more sense for me personally to put my stream on Discord uh, because Discord isn't really a social media. It's just like a group chatting service. Like uh, <laughs> I can post things on Discord, and I can make my own rules of how that stuff is set up, so it makes much more sense for me to say, hey, I'm live on Discord rather than on Twitter where I don't have as much control. And I'm not even guaranteed that people are going to be able to see that going live tweet in the first place. Twitter is weird about their feeds. They, they hide stuff from you a lot of the time. And I have no reason to sabotage my Twitter by posting going live tweets over and over again. That being said, I think there are certain occasions where it could potentially be helpful. Uh, like they mentioned in their discussion, uh, they talk about how charity streams benefit from going live tweets because it's for a good cause, and that tweet will probably get engagement on there. For special streams and special occasions, collaborative stuff, going live tweets make sense. But if your entire Twitter wall is literally you saying, I'm going live, I'm going live, I'm going live, over and over and over and over and over again, you are not only hurting your Twitter, you're also hurting your brand. Uh, you look desperate doing that. So uh, that that's just what it is. Um, I stopped doing it. I think, what was it, this year? Yeah, because I wanted my Twitter to be more personal. And honestly, I'm so happy with how that change worked out because I'm not really losing viewership because of that. I have Discord, uh, and thankfully my Twitter as a result has gotten a lot better about having more like quality tweets and less like sort of cringy promotional stuff. Um, so yeah, I agree with this one. Going live tweets, doing it over and over again can absolutely hurt uh, maybe not necessarily your Twitch channel, but definitely your Twitter and whatever social media you put that on. Uh, save it for like Facebook groups or Discord groups. I think that works a lot better. All right. Practice number three, moving on. Joining an organization. Uh, and this is another one that I agree with, mainly because it's it's so weird that like content creators and, and stuff, and I've never gotten this. Uh, maybe somebody can explain it to me. But there always seems to be a drive uh, in creators to join a larger organization or team or brand or something, uh, I guess because it, it feels like that's a, that's an easy way to get money. That's how you get recognized. You don't just grow naturally. You have to join a group or a YouTube network. But as time has gone on, we are starting to see more often than not that these organizations, these YouTube networks, these quote-unquote sponsors are really misusing you and your brand, um, typically not paying all that well and essentially using you for free advertisement. Um, really the only people that like actively benefit from joining a, an organization like Razor or FaZe Clan or whatever are bigger streamers. 
Um, and I know for a fact I don't have a big streamer uh, listening to Aiden on Anchor. I mean, if I do, that's cool. Um, but I know at least in my community, there aren't that many people uh, who are big streamers. And so they don't really need an organization or a sponsor. Uh, because typically, if they are coming out to you to do that, they're taking advantage of you. And I also think having a bunch of logos and brands on your Twitch and on your Twitter um, seems desperate, man. I don't know. People really like genuine content creators. And if you have uh, sponsored by G Fuel all over your stream and every YouTube video you do, that comes across as hokey. Uh, but I, 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 I get the desire to be part of a community and I get the desire to, to try and connect with as many people. And in that sense, groups are helpful. Uh, but doing it under the guise of sponsorship and trying to join a network for the promise of monetary return when you only have like 30 followers and maybe two active people in chat, they are most likely taking advantage of you and you are again devaluing your brand. So absolutely agree with this one. All right. Number four, logos. This is an interesting one. I hadn't really heard this argument before, but the idea goes basically that a lot of people in the gaming community rely a lot on logos uh, to kind of show that they are serious business. If you're a gamer and you got a logo, then that means you're serious about this gaming thing and you're serious about Twitch streaming. And having a logo brings a level of clout, brings a level of seriousness to what you do. And so a lot of people will go out of their way to spend a ton of money on a logo when really... Logos don't ultimately matter as much as people think they do. Logos aren't bad. They're not the type of thing that actively hurts you, I'd say, like a lot of these other things do. Uh, but they definitely are overvalued in the sense that, like, you're better off probably just using a profile pic or, hell, even an anime avatar over having a logo in the first place. Um, that's how the argument goes, at least. I think from my personal experience as someone who isn't, terribly confident with how they look having a logo to hide behind is peace of mind for me personally and it's also like when i paid to have my channel rebranded it just sort of came with the logo itself and it was like oh cool i have a logo now i use it in youtube intros i have it as the profile pic on my youtube and my twitch um but i am starting at least now to kind of see the other side of things where it's like you know what? Yeah, maybe if I want to be more of a, a public figure and if I want to be more relatable to people, hiding behind a cold, calculated logo isn't the best way to do that. So that's why, at least on Twitter, at least, a platform that is far more personal, uh, I do have just a profile pic of me. And I hate looking at it because, again, not very confident in how I look. Um, but I do believe it's it's the better option if you're trying to connect with people as a personal brand. If you're a corporation or if you're a network or if you're like a big organization, using a logo matters. Uh, and that's a cool like way to like brand everything. That's why for like Lions Honor Gaming, we have that lion head because it's a group of multiple people. And so having a logo like that is helpful for bigger groups. But if you're just a, a one person band, a, a one man recording having something that's either a personal photo of yourself or even an avatar. Again, like something to show you uh, is better than just having a, a generic logo because logos don't really connect with people unless you're like a bigger corporation or brand, at least in terms of Twitch streaming. 
Um, I think it has value in YouTube videos. I think it has value for big networks and stuff. But on Twitch, when you're really just trying to market you, yourself, the person, having a profile pic is, is probably a, a safer route. Um, maybe in the coming months I might change my Twitch uh, icon to have a, a profile pic rather than a logo. Uh, but that being said, this is one of those that I could see both arguments on. I'm not 100% against the idea of logos. I mean, shoot, Blue Catch Productions, right? My YouTube channel has a logo. My Twitch has a logo. But I'm starting to come around into seeing that, that maybe hiding behind a logo isn't the best thing all the time. All right, so that's number four. Uh, number five, the last one on the list, this one was brought up by Devin specifically. This wasn't part of the original one. It was just kind of tacked onto there later. And this is one that I find super fascinating. I don't even necessarily agree or disagree with this one, but this is one that was just cool in terms of the idea and the discussion that it brought about. And uh, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of this one. Number five basically says you should not have any Twitch mods if you're under 400 or 500 viewers. Interesting, right? Like usually people tell you in advice that having mods early and having a lot of them is good for your sanity because you can police things, uh, you can keep the, 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 the stream on track, and having a lot of mods is good. Uh, but the idea goes that the reason why you shouldn't have any mods under 400 and 500 viewers is number one, with the size and audience that small, you can police it yourself. You don't really need somebody to do that for you. Uh, as you get bigger and larger and you have like a thousand people all going off at once, you really don't like you need mods at that point. But like when you're smaller, it's just not really a thing you need right away. Uh, and, and I don't know if you guys know this, but on Twitch, they, they have things like night bots and bots and stuff to do a lot of that for you. So even if like, let's say you hypothetically just don't have time to look after the 10 people in your chat having something like Nightbot can do a lot of the, the hard grunt work of getting rid of links and particular words that you don't want to be said and all that sort of stuff. So like, number one, there's no need for mods if you have less than 400 and 500 viewers. There's that side of the argument. Uh, the other thing that they add to it, which I think is even really cool, and this is from like a psychology point of view, going into a Twitch stream, typing something in the chat, only to be bombarded by three or four people in the chat who are mods all at the same time is off-putting, scary, and leads more people to leave rather than to stay on board. And this right here got my mind going. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. They called it the green sword effect because Twitch moderators have a green sword in their profile pic. And yeah, I guess it would be kind of intimidating if I went into someone's random stream, decided to type and, and see what the community was like, but then I got bombarded by everyone else in the chat being a moderator, enforcing rules, leaving links to the creator's stuff. Yeah, that's off-putting, and that's a lot. And I'm not sure necessarily, like, if I have too many mods at this point. I didn't really think about moderation early on when I started live streaming. I just sort of modded all the people that, that came to my streams often uh, because I like my friends and I want them to stay around. So I just kind of used it as that. Um, but they're never really like moderating the stream half the time. The only reason I make people mods is just so like, I don't know, makes them feel better, I guess. Maybe they can post links every now and then. Uh, but I didn't even think about how that could potentially be off-putting to newer viewers uh, if you just go in a chat and you see everyone in there is a mod. 
yeah, that kind of that kind of is this kind of is weird. That's kind of scary. So I don't know about this one. This one's interesting. Um, I'm not going to say hard and fast that I agree with it, but I'm also not going to say that it's an idea that I don't totally 100 percent disagree with. I'm kind of 50 50 on this one. I'd be interested to hear your guys's opinions. Uh, I don't know. Should you have mods under 400 viewers? Like, I'd be interested to, to hear what you guys got to say. But those right there are the five common Twitch practices that could potentially be harmful. All of these definitely have a case for and against them, I think. Uh, people have different opinions about how this stuff is. Uh, but I'll say that a lot of things that are common on Twitch are usually common for a reason. And I think all of these can potentially give you benefits. Uh, I just uh, say that some of them are potentially harmful as well. So you got to be careful. You got to weigh everything you do with intentionality. Just because you do something on stream that big streamers do doesn't mean it will necessarily help you and your channel. Uh, you got to think for yourself, man. You got to be unique. You got to be true to yourself. And you got to be sure that the common practices that you're listening to and the advice that you hear is actually applicable to you and your community and like what you're trying to do, right? I'm sure for some people, they'll hear this list and they'll go, yeah, that's cool and all, but I'm not trying to be like a professional Twitch streamer. And that's awesome. Like, you know, doing it for fun and doing it for a hobby is totally fine. You don't have to listen to this list if you don't want to. Uh, but I do know that for people who are trying to grow their Twitch, who are trying to understand live streaming, and who are trying to make it more serious, uh, these are some legitimate questions to to wrangle with and to answer and to figure out for yourself. And so I figured I'd pump them up and uh, just talk about them and my opinions on them. Again, be sure to check out the Alpha Gaming YouTube channel. He's the guy who originally did the video on it. Uh, I'll leave the video link in the description below. And let me know what you think about all these. Go check out that channel. Go check out Devin Nash as well. He was in for the majority of the discussion. And uh, thanks for giving me an interesting topic, I guess. Sometimes I, I see topics on, on YouTube videos that I wish I could talk about with other people a lot more. And Aiden on Anchor is a cool way to do that, I think. But uh, yeah, with all that being said, that'll be it for this episode. Let me know what you thought about it somewhere on the internet. Links and all that stuff down below. And hey, if you want to support the podcast, there's a little support button up there that you can financially donate to if you want to see it be more consistent. Shout out to Jay the Zoomster and Carrie Knight who graciously support this podcast either on Anchor or on Patreon itself. And uh, that'll be it. I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'll see you for another episode of Aiden on Anchor. Bye bye. <laughs>